Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, with infections of COVID exploding once again nationwide, a stark new warning. A big surge could hit the U.S. if more people don't get vaccinated now. The worst is yet to come. The former head of the FDA says cases of the dangerous Delta variant may not peak until the fall, just as students head back to school. The new push from the White House to get young people vaccinated with help from a pop singing sensation. Out of control, nearly 70 wildfires now raging across the West. More than a million acres torched, entire towns forced to evacuate. And the new concern, the severe shortage of jet fuel, now making it harder to beat back the flames. First moments of horror, breaking news, the desperate calls to 911 as that condo collapsed in Surfside, Florida. Yes, there's people inside. She's trapped in her apartment. Inexcusable, the FBI admits it failed more than 100 female athletes, including Olympians. How the Bureau ignored warning signs about the top doctor for the USA Gymnastics program. The scathing report out tonight. Drug overdoses on the rise, the stunning increase in just one year. 11 Americans dying every hour in 2020. The dangerous synthetic drug now being blamed for a staggering loss of life. Sticker shock, soaring prices in empty lots. What's behind the nationwide shortage of cars? And stealing the show. He's the youngest all-star MVP, and hitting home runs is in his genes. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on a very busy Wednesday night. There are several major stories as we come on the air tonight, including those wildfires that are burning out of control out west. And we've got those dramatic calls to 911 in the moments after the condo collapsed in Surfside, Florida. But we're going to begin with the dangerous surge of new COVID cases and the very grim warning from the former head of the FDA that things are only going to get worse. Dr. Scott Gottlieb says at the rate that the highly contagious Delta variant is now spreading, the U.S. could be heading for a new peak of infections. This is just as the school year is starting. New cases are up in nearly every state, mainly among people who are young and not vaccinated. And while the White House says it's pulling out all of the stops to convince people to get their shots, at the same time tonight, some states are pushing back, blocking health officials from promoting the vaccines. CBS's Drinka Duncan is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Tennessee, where the head of that state's vaccine program was just fired. Good evening, Drinka. Good evening to you, Nora. I spoke to the former medical director of the immunizations program tonight uh, here at the Tennessee Department of Health. She called this environment where she used to work toxic and says she stands by her decision to advocate that more children be vaccinated. New data tonight shows the dangerous Delta variant is continuing to spread at an alarming rate presenting a serious risk to the unvaccinated. Because that's what we expected, that the peak of this epidemic would really be sometime around the end of September back to school season. Unfortunately, the worst is yet to come. New cases in every state except Arizona and South Dakota are up at least 10 percent. In 32 states, they are up 50 percent or more. And now the focus is turning to young people. Just a quarter of the country's 12 to 15-year-olds are fully vaccinated. And as schools prepare to reopen, health officials worry cases could surge. I have a special guest with me today. Today, the White House hosted pop star Olivia Rodrigo to encourage young people to get vaccinated. And in Tennessee, where just 38 percent of the state's population is fully vaccinated, there is vaccine controversy. I didn't make the law. I don't interpret the law. Dr. Michelle Fiscus says she lost her job as Tennessee's top vaccine official because she passed along information about the mature minor doctrine. So this is out of a Tennessee Supreme Court ruling that concluded that children ages 14 and older, if they felt that they were old enough and mature enough to make the decision, could consent for medical procedures without a parent being present. According to internal emails obtained by the Tennessean, the Tennessee Health Department also declined to order a stop to all county vaccine drives aimed at children. All of this has become so hyper-politicized that we have lost the perspective of the 600,000 people who have died. In a statement to CBS News, the Tennessee Health Department says it, quotes, supports outreach efforts and is simply mindful of how certain tactics could hurt the progress they've made. Nora. All right, Jerika Duncan, thank you. And we're going to turn now to those Western wildfires that have torched more than a million acres of land in a dozen states. The crisis is so severe that more than 16,000 firefighters and support personnel are battling nearly 70 wildfires. We get more now from CBS's Lilia Luciano. As fires continue to ravage the West. We need some prayers here. This is getting really serious. What's left behind is heartbreak. In the tiny town of Doyle near Lake Tahoe, at least 33 structures have been destroyed. Just eight months ago, another fire in the same town took 21 homes. 
What struck Doyle this week was California's largest active fire. And tonight, this dramatic video caught by a homeowner as a wall of flames approached. The fire just missed his home. Damage is extensive throughout the West, and it's taking a toll on firefighters. It really doesn't ever end. Zachary Resnick says his hotshot unit used to at least get a break from Thanksgiving to late spring. Now they're on duty nearly year-round. What concerns you the most about the fires right now? The fires are outpacing the resources, period. And it's just a snowballing effect, and it's July. Not even August or September yet, so what are we going to do when we're stretched so thin? And a new concern tonight, U.S. fire officials reporting a shortage of jet fuel. If it persists, that could ground some of the large planes used to drop retardant on fires when they're needed most. As for those on the front lines... It's go, 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 get this thing out and get everybody moving to the next one. We're seeing firefighters move inward from the fire line that you see over here. In some cases, as you can see, they're pumping water from this pond to put out any possible hotspots that could send flying embers to start new fires in dry brush like this. Nora. Lilia Luciano, thank you. And for the first time tonight, we're hearing the desperate calls to 911 made in the harrowing moments after that condo building collapsed in Surfside, Florida. We want to warn you what you're about to hear is heartbreaking. Here's CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. What are you seeing? I can't see nothing but smoke. The 911 call started pouring in after 1.15 the morning of the collapse, each one more urgent than the last, as the scope of the disaster unfolded before people's eyes. There's people yelling, saying they're stuck. Some of the callers were survivors who were trying to make their way out and trying to help neighbors along the way. Yes, but half the building's gone. Okay, are you able to get out through the staircase? No, no, the staircase is closed. In one call, a woman indicates where the first signs of trouble were spotted, the pool deck above the underground garage, which is now a part of the investigation into the collapse. I looked outside and I saw the patio area started sinking down. Yeah, but there are many, many stores of the building that went down, so there will be many, many people there. Okay. Now at the collapse site, the search for victims continues. Tomorrow will mark three weeks since the building came down. Manuel Bajorquez, CBS News, Miami. And there is a scathing report out tonight that blames the FBI for multiple failures to investigate and stop Larry Nasser, the former USA gymnastics doctor who sexually abused female athletes for years. Dozens of additional victims were assaulted while the FBI dragged its feet. CBS's Dr. John LaPook has more on this. I was molested. It was a damning indictment of the country's top law enforcement agency. We were just kids. In the worst sexual abuse scandal in the history of sports. The 109-page report released today by the Department of Justice's Inspector General found the FBI failed to respond to sexual assault allegations against Larry Nasser, the disgraced former doctor for USA Gymnastics, with the urgency the allegations required. The FBI first learned of the accusations at the end of July 2015, but did not open an investigation in Michigan where much of the abuse occurred and where Nasser was still working at Michigan State University until October 2016. Had they done that job, over 100 women at Michigan State wouldn't have had to suffer what they had to suffer. 
The report also concluded that Indianapolis FBI agent Jay Abbott violated FBI policy when he communicated with former USA Gymnastics President Steve Penny about a potential job opportunity with the U.S. Olympic Committee while continuing to discuss the Nasser allegations. These latest revelations came as the current women's gymnastics team is traveling to Japan for the Olympic Games. The 2021 U.S. team includes Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles, who was one of the athletes abused by Nasser. You literally had one job and you couldn't protect us. I just spoke with three elite athletes, Nora, who are among the many women abused by Nasser, and they are still furious. They say they still don't know enough details about who knew what, when did they know it, and what did they do or not do about it. Until there's accountability, they say, this kind of horrific abuse can happen again. Dr. John LaPook, who's been covering this story from the beginning. Thank you, Dr. LaPook. And President Biden went to the Capitol today for a high-stakes meeting with Senate Democrats. The president needs all 50 to support his record $3.5 trillion spending plan for what he calls human infrastructure. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports from the Capitol. Tonight, President Biden rallying Democrats to back trillions in new spending. We're going to get this done. Mr. Biden received a warm welcome, but there's no guarantee the $3.5 trillion budget package will be embraced by all 50 Democrats. It aims to expand Medicare, provide a path to citizenship, address climate change, and promises tax cuts for most Americans. With no Republican support, Democrats cannot afford to lose a single vote. We know the road ahead is going to be long. There are bumps along the way. How significant is this legislation? This is enormously significant. Budget Chairman Bernie Sanders. I think there is a lot of angst out there. People look at government, they say, you know, the rich are getting richer, they get tax breaks. Does anybody care about working families? Well, this bill is focused on the needs of working families. But can it get 50 Democratic I votes? It can, yes. With concerns mounting about inflation, the Fed chief today is saying it will increase notably in the coming months. Republicans argue the bill will make it worse. To me, that $3.5 trillion that was announced last night really is uh, the, the extreme Democrats' freight train to socialism. And negotiations continue on that $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. It is seen as a crucial step to passing that separate and larger $3.5 trillion budget bill. And a lot could still change, which is why in a 50-50 Senate, people here on the Hill keep telling us nothing is agreed to until everything is agreed to. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. And there's breaking news from Los Angeles. Britney Spears broke down in tears at a hearing today over control of her life and fortune. The pop star, who turns 40 this year, sobbed over the phone, accusing her father of being abusive, adding that she intends to press charges against him. Much of her life has been controlled in recent years by her father and a professional conservator. Spears today was granted permission to hire her own attorney. That's a big change. Okay, a new report tonight shows in stark detail how the COVID pandemic has made America's drug crisis far worse. Overdose deaths soared 29% last year to a record high. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues. Traffickers are moving fentanyl and meth in unprecedented amounts along the southern border. The amounts are getting larger and larger. Hard drugs on America's streets are part of the reason overdose deaths soared to a record 93,000 in 2020, mostly driven by fentanyl. There were, on average, 250 deaths each day, roughly 11 every hour. Experts say the pandemic helped drive up the death toll. 
people having less access to treatment um, and more uh, time spent using substances. And it's, it's led to a really lethal combination. Michael Biello was a personal trainer who previously had addiction issues. Our children are dying and, and no one's helping us. It's, it's frustrating. We're weary. We're tired. Biello's mother says things changed when the gym where her son worked closed last year, cutting him off from friends. She found him at home unresponsive and says fentanyl was in his system. How would you describe the pain of losing someone like your son and the way he died? Seeing him in the way that we saw him that morning will forever be embedded in my head. And I'll never be the same. And so I will be his voice for the rest of my life. Today, a group of former senior government officials signed a letter to President Biden calling on the administration to formally designate fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. Nora. That just gave me the chills. Jeff Begays, thank you. We're also following a disturbing story out of Los Angeles tonight. Officers arrested a man who was trying to enter the parking garage of a federal building. The officers say he had a gun and was wearing body armor. When they checked his vehicle, they found multiple loaded firearms and knives, and he was taken into custody. All right, tonight, car buyers and dealers are scrambling from coast to coast. A limited supply of sedans and SUVs is driving prices sky high, and cars are flying off the lots. Here's CBS's Anna Warner. The lot looks full at this Ford dealership in Walnut Creek, California, but general manager Cameron Savarani says most of these cars are used. Just a handful are new. Your stock of new cars is not going to fill this lot, is it? Correct. It's not. Which is amazing. It's, it is. It's definitely something we haven't seen before. Inventories are depleted and demand outpaced supply in the second quarter this year. The primary cause? Shortages of microchips, batteries, and steel. So manufacturers are making fewer cars. Through May this year, Ford's output dropped by 325,000 cars. GM's went down 278,000. And Stellantis, formerly Chrysler, dipped 252,000. Everything's selling fast. And buyers are paying more. Average car prices spiked more than $2,000, up over 7% from a year ago. SUVs cost roughly $3,800 more, up nearly 10%. Dealers are not making the deals that they used to make. Industry analyst Todd Turner. They're becoming basically order takers. Customers are going in, they're waiting for whatever car shows up, and they're rushing in to get it before someone else does. A lot of them are, uh, you know, basically pre-selling where customers are putting deposits on them before they even get here. Were you surprised? Yeah, I was, you know, because we're thinking, oh, we'll just, we may just take this now. And yeah, you're thinking, like, I'll just <laughs> buy this one, right? And they said, what, no? He says, no, that's the only one they have on the lot, and there's 50 people that want to buy the car already. When will the shortage ease? Analysts expect car buying to return to normal at the end of this year, possibly early next year, as more chips are produced and auto manufacturers can replenish their inventories. But whether prices will drop remains to be seen, Nora. Anna Werner, thank you. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY 
at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, NFL star Richard Sherman stands has been charged with burglary domestic violence. Sherman was arrested early this morning outside Seattle with the help of a canine unit after allegedly trying to force his way into the home of his in-laws. Sherman, a former all-pro defensive back, has been honored in the past for his community service. All right, tonight, a Pennsylvania woman is free after more than two months in captivity. Listen to this story. Police say she led them to her captor by leaving notes in public restrooms. The first note revealing an address was left in a Walmart bathroom just last week. Days later, another note was found at a museum. Police executed a search warrant and rescued the woman. The suspect, Corey Brewer, is charged with sexual assault, strangulation and unlawful restraint. It only happens once a year. The very best in baseball play on the same field. One player stole the show Tuesday night, and you might say he was born for the moment. Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s home run blast in the All-Star game came off his bat at 110 miles per hour. The 468-foot rocket was one of the longest in the game's history. Wow. Your MVP. At 22, the Toronto Blue Jays slugger became the youngest player to take home MVP honors. Junior started his career as a bat boy for his father, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., who also hit a home run in the 2006 All-Star Game, one of nine that he played in during his Hall of Fame career. The Guerreros are just the third father and son combo to homer in an All-Star Game, joining Barry and Bobby Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr., a perfect swing. Guerrero's two RBIs powered the American League to a 5-2 win. Tomorrow, we've got a story about the alarming surge in cases of a respiratory illness that had largely vanished during the pandemic. A warning for parents about RSV. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.